Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. Um, psychic sidekick Josh is not with us this week because um, why isn't it? Oh yeah, because we moved nights from Monday to Tuesday. It's fascinating, and um, he couldn't do Tuesday. <laughs> the only day he can do any time is Monday because every other night of the week he's playing with legends and things like that. Playing with the legends and now baking with legends as well. And, you're right. Well, yes. Yeah, he's baking with legends now. So Take if you want to, all the legends. If you're organising a um, stag do and you want to bake yes. with a legend from a great so British off, yeah. <laughs> Then um, he's your man, basically. Uh, that voice there saying it's a winner was Dave Seeger. Hi, Dave. Hi there. New guest to the podcast. Pleased to be here. But esteemed author of m- many books, but new book, <laughs> Supporting Arsenal is a Funny Old Game. Seriously funny, yet funnily serious. And it's basically a collection of comedians, funny people, and you ask, interviewing them about their support of Arsenal. Is that, is that a fair summary? That is a very Dave? good summary. Very succinct and spot on. Thanks, yeah. And... Uh, should explain, I wrote the foreword. You did? Thank you. Yeah. I was very grateful you did as well. Yeah. So, you know, that's another reason to buy this fine <laughs> tome, uh, which is out now. Uh, and, and some of it goes to Comic Relief as well. Yeah. T- two pound of every purchase goes to Comic two Relief. Two pound yeah. of every purchase. So there you go. We'll, we'll talk more about that yeah, later. Yeah, absolutely. In great depth. Alan Algers here. Hi, Alan. Good to be here, um, uh, Iconoclastic. That's how Chaz Nuki Burden, <laughs> one of our occasional guests... He called me something worse, far worse today. That did he? What did he call you today? Can't even repeat. Oh, God. It's that bad. Excellent. Yeah. Um, Alan is here. Uh, welcome, Alan. And uh, seeing in the kind of psychic sidekick seat is Little Will AFC. As you formerly known, you changed your Twitter yeah, handle. No, I haven't changed it. What are you um, now? I'm just another William. Why is I'm, that? Because I'm another William. So, so it's quite literal. What is it about Arsenal? You didn't want to be associated with Arsenal anymore, officially, in your yeah, Twitter I, handle. I'm, what does that I'm, say? I'm supporting Leighton Orient now. Oh, um, I've completely gone down the divisions, gone back to my grassroots. Uh, Fair enough. Not, not at all. Just a change. You've got to yeah, keep, keep it going. You've got to keep it on our toes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Will Sparks, to give you your full, That's the full name. That's a good second name. Yeah. If I may say. Um, obviously, Will has done a little menu, though, in, in true psychic sidekick uh, style. And um, they are... Uh, the North London Derby fair game question mark or two points dropped 
Opinions on team selection, perhaps some fatigue. Chelsea and Liverpool now hitting top gear. How tight is the title race going to be? Question mark. November, nightmare November. November nightmare. Man United picks. Oh yeah, that's the next game, Man United, because we're not doing a game next week because of the boring um, international break. Although it's less boring this week because the Scotland game is quite exciting, I suppose. Yeah. Um, And on the subject of lightening the mood, Dave has a new book out. Yes. (laughs) We've mentioned that. It's also Tuesday night and it's um, it's the night of the American election, we should mention. Last week I mentioned the fact that Hillary Clinton is a gooner and someone um, complained to me on Instagram saying I shouldn't bring politics into the podcast <laughs> to which all I can say is fuck off yeah. <laughs> how dare you how dare you and today I'll go into a little Twitter war with some lunatic really? who I think is Dutch um, on Twitter about Clinton versus you should say that's not why they're a lunatic no no not at all most Dutch people are perfectly sane Dave but I was all about having a go at me saying basically Hillary Clinton is a murderer and like drinks blood of dead people it's obviously a proper conspiracy theory lunatic but he's a listener to the podcast so you know I'm not going to name him Sunday mate I mean yeah, but I can work out with yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I can work out whether it's a parody account or not because he's quite because it was quite funny stuff but then I think he's slightly serious and then he said because I'm bored that I can't be right about anything so now I'm thinking maybe it's like I fell on for the whole thing but like, think of are this you going to name this person well <laughs> I was thinking not because you know I don't want to <laughs> do it after the podcast yeah maybe I'll have a think about it Alan. Uh, I'll have a think about it Dave so the Sunday were we all there was everyone there absolutely the yeah. yeah I was there um, I thought it was um, first of all on the way there was any, did anyone got caught up there was like kind of some trouble at Highbury and Islington did you, did you see that well at all no no I, went, I, I was on the bus because I'm very, I'm very I like to go on the bus every, every time and from the top deck of the bus I could see loads of like police in riot gear and Spurs fans like not going where they wanted to go it looked it looked very unpleasant but you didn't, no one heard anything about that I didn't see that I no. came in from Barnet where I live and there was no overground service the Buses weren't going anywhere near Highbury Barn, the 263. Great. Yeah, it was an absolute nightmare. Got yeah. to Cockfosters, no Piccadilly line either because that had been suspended. So I had to jump in a cab. So oh. it didn't start off well. And I no. just thought, yeah, it's going to be one of those yeah. days, you know. It was I, I was at Highbury Corner very early. Oh, good. Not selling books. Oh, you, you were trying to sell books. You had a kind of book, <laughs> book selling event. Yes. You almost sold some. I did sell a few. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Um, now, I, the, it was a weird game, wasn't it? Because I came away with it. Me and my mate Dom um, came, and uh, we, we were both quite fairly negative. It's frustrating, I think, yeah. from our point of view. And fairly even, apart from the first 20 minutes where Spurs kind of like dominated a bit. But in the end, I, I didn't think it was that great a game. And then I came back and watched it on TV, watched mm. it on TV, and everyone was like, oh, it's actually a really good game. Mm. But it didn't feel that way to me. I don't know. What did you think? I, Dave? Yeah, no, I've, read, I've read a lot of people saying that, and I've heard a lot of people saying it was a fantastic game to watch. Yeah. I guess probably as a neutral. Yeah. Um, I, I was very frustrated the first 20 minutes. And I thought, then we got on top, and I thought, we were going to steamroll them to us when we scored. Had we come out in the second half the way we finished the first half, I think it would have been a, a quite an emphatic victory, but we didn't for some reason. So yeah. I think probably at the, most of the first half was ours and the second half was even or probably even tipping towards Spurs. So I would say, yeah, a draw was a fair result. Very frustrating, but probably yeah. a fair result. We're also confused by the tactical genius of the three at the back move. <laughs> Did surprise everyone. It's amazing how people in this country are just so astounded and amazed that some people can play three at the back mm. and other countries obviously take to it so naturally um, I don't think we could, uh, we were confused I, I like Dave I thought, I thought it was a completely fair game uh, we had our fair share of chances Tottenham are without 
giving them too much credit, really hard to beat. They they yeah, clear, yeah. They, they, they study their opponent well. Pochettino, they are unbeaten. Yeah, they are unbeaten. There's a reason they're unbeaten. Pochettino is an incredibly savvy manager, and I looked at um, a stat before the game in the program. Um, Josh James with his stat, very helpful stat pack as usual. Um, Tottenham have committed, I think, about forty more fouls than Arsenal this season. And mm. if you look at it closely, they they go around and they rotationally foul everyone mm. in our team. They got Cockerlan first with an absolute snapper, <laughs> really? um, yeah. and and that set the tone. Cockerlan gave them one back later in the game, but they. <laughs> If they're not having their their share, their fair share of the ball, they will go and disrupt the other team's plan. They're really smart. Dyer is obviously quite versatile, and they highlighted on match of the day how Walker was leaving him for dead a bit. Yeah. I think Sanchez got a bit of joy out of that. I don't think we needed a plan B. I think plan A was going to. I think it was going yeah. to plan, but just not quite enough in yeah, the tank. I was going to say that. Yeah. Well, I was going to say because the substitutions, um, Alan. He brought you're on. You particularly, you're particularly <laughs> thrilled when um, the Ox came on. But I would say the uh, Ramsey, and I know people have a go at Ramsey, but I'm not. I'm not, an, I'm not by any means an anti-Ramsey person. But I felt Ramsey and Ox. I mean, to lesser extent, Giroud actually. But Ramsey and the Ox certainly gave the ball away for me when they oh. came on and, and um, didn't particularly contribute. Um, and and neither, neither really did uh, uh, did Giroud and I thought actually I like well I thought it was actually going pretty well and I was surprised that he went ma- went so maverick with the substitutions. Yeah, me too. Um, again, like uh, Dave and Will have, have already said, I think when it's your team, you've got you've got nerves, mm. so you're not really looking at how good the game is. I, I totally agree with Dave. If you're a neutral watching at home on Sky. You want you know both derby teams to just knock hell out of each other and it to be an end to end game. Mm. Okay, it wasn't that physical apart from the, the the cynical fouls, but really it was an end to end game. It was a very fast game, and to introduce someone who slows the play down as much as <laughs> Ramsey does yeah, is, is just completely yeah, and it was a ridiculous. Double and together, well, the, the Giroud one I can understand because. All you're really doing then is saying, look, we want to play a different... Our final ball, we want to be completely different. And I don't mind that at yeah. all because obviously he's there to, to do a completely different thing with the ball when he's up front than Sanchez. It's how the ball gets there. And, you know, having someone like... The, the most ridiculous thing is that there was a rumour about three weeks ago that the Ox was in good form. He wasn't. He was coming on against poor opposition and having his fair share of the ball... Okay, he played well against Reading, but I think I might have had a half decent game against <laughs> a Reading team. Well, that, against Reading, well actually, <laughs> well, the, the funny thing is, Dave, I thought to myself, I'm going to tweet this, but yeah. because this game isn't live, no one will realise that this is actually correct. He didn't. He, you're right. He didn't actually have that good a game against yeah. Reading. I mean, he had a, he had a better game against Reading, but he didn't actually have a good game against Reading. He took he took two chances and just sort of blasted the ball. One was uh, one was a bit of a gift from the goalkeeper. So he wasn't in that good form at all. And then uh, we build him up. I want young Arsenal. I want young English Arsenal players to do well. I don't. I don't think there's any fan out there that wants these players to fail. But if you get enough of a glimpse of them that you think that they're not of the quality that Arsenal should actually be fielding, then you are going to take a negative view of them. Well, I certainly am. I, I, you know, I'm all for supporting them. And I think Carl Jenkinson, you know, we know he's an Arsenal fan. We know, and I know from things I've done with the junior gunners and my son, he's probably one of the nicest players because he gives everyone his time because he knows what it's like to be a fan. That does not mean that he deserves to start a Champions League game. And it looks with him as if Wenger's actually probably realised that the reason that West Ham weren't that uh, particularly fussed about having him back is because 
once he was asked to do stuff by Slaven Bilic and not actually stick to the rigid formation that Sam Allardyce had, once he was asked to actually play the ball about, he got found out. And the game against Bournemouth, if you look at um, you know, his, uh, his highlights or lowlights from that last season for West Ham, he gave away three goals, then a penalty, then got sent off. I mean, it's probably the worst performance ever from a fullback <laughs> in the Premier League. So, so how anyone at Arsenal was watching that saying, do you know what, we'll have this lad back. He's definitely uh, improving. So he joins that list, and I just don't think we have got the options. I really don't. So you think this is, because a lot of people are saying at the moment, um, a lot of pundits are saying that this is our strongest squad it's not. for years. And also that our squad <laughs> is stronger than our rivals, apart from City maybe. But people are saying it about us versus Spurs and Chelsea and Man Lobby, I've heard saying that, that we've got two players in every position. But I kind of agree with you. Actually, like I would say maybe a half at least, or two thirds yeah. of, the, of, the, of the second choice team that we're going to end up revolving with quite soon, clearly. And the ones that come with substitutions aren't, aren't actually that amazing, are they? There's two things that people do every year. And one, one of the next questions is, <laughs> is, is actually based on... The first thing that people do every year is they look at an easy set of games and if Arsenal win them like they should, suddenly everything's forgiven. Yeah, and that's true. And that happens every single season. Yeah. It's, it's happened already twice this season after Liverpool game. The second thing that people do is specific to a time of year and it's this time of year. It's the third international break. Everyone looks at the table and says, do you know what? It's still close. Of course it's still close. There's only, a th- there's only 33 points up for grabs for each team. Of course there's not massive gaps between teams. Mm. There won't be at this stage of the season. Mm. Even the teams that are, are playing reasonably badly could actually look and say, well, two wins gets us uh, up into the top five. Well, of course it does because th- there's only been 11 games. So I think those two those two points have people looking at um, a league season in a, a completely the completely wrong way and mm. it leads to lots of misjudgments and we've had plenty of them and one of them as you say is that our, our squad is the strongest it's ever been and I really don't think it is I don't think it's like anyone's saying it's the strongest it's ever been I've, I've that, definitely I seen saying, that tweeted though I think I was Theo Walcott said that actually um, <laughs> was I, it? yeah I, I think he did yeah that's uh, right the strongest squad he's ever been involved with yeah that's uh, right yeah. I think it's more a case of it's the strongest it's been for many years and right. I would agree with that because we have had yeah. many injuries and we have made some good signings three good signings only one of which was going to play straight away so yeah. it must be a stronger squad but yes, it's not the strongest ever, certainly. Hmm. And also the other thing, because last week um, Alex Finn said, was going on about how mental strength, the famous mental strength is going to be a downfall still. Because as I've been talking about, and I was thinking, oh, well, hold on a minute, but actually some of them recent signs, like the Jacques and the Ananis, may seem stronger physically, yeah, yeah. at least. And they feel more to more leadership qualities on the pitch. But then I watched on, on the game against Spurs, and I actually thought he's right in a way, because what that first, I know we're confused by the formation, but I felt that our players were nervy and tentative and the, the, yeah. just the way they're and too frenetic like I'm, I'm you know we've got to play fast but there was yeah. a kind of I, I thought I thought the exception to that and, yeah and, and again you know I, I'm, a, I'm a fan um, and many people aren't I thought Coquelin was head and shoulders Arsenal's best player of the weekend he was good I don't yeah. know whether he was injured or why he was taken off it was a crazy decision if he wasn't yeah. injured because he was he was pressing better than anyone else he wasn't lunging in as much as anyone else Will obviously doesn't agree Will, is, shake, Will is shaking his he, head he put it, I mean I just thought I thought once he went off we had no chance I thought Xhaka was our best player I thought Xhaka oh, was really good I thought, I thought, I thought, Xhaka I thought was, he was good always. really good I thought uh, Xhaka was head and shoulders above Xhaka's got this ability that um, obviously a tiny bit before my time Manuel Petit and Patrick Vieira's got just to distribute the ball from deep mm. and not only distribute it anywhere and everywhere but with pace with accuracy and um, with precision as well and once you get that ball out from midfield deep into the wings it, it puts the opponent 
one or two yards behind. And when you've got someone like Sanchez to collect the ball from that midfielder, mm. you know, it, it sparks more attacks than you think it would. So I, I thought I thought Jackal was up. But, uh, you know what, I, I guess all you can ask for as a fan, like Alan said, you know, you're really nervy and you, and you feel sick every time the ball drops into your box. And even at the end when Tottenham were coming forward with the ball quite comfortable and there was an instance where one defender didn't step up, Rose had a free cross, I just felt sick to the stomach. I thought if it drops to Kane or Ericsson, these players mm. can be lethal when they want to be. Um, you know, it's a mixture between, as you say, nerves and looking how the game pans out. But I, another thing you asked for is just that they all put a bit of effort in and I can firmly say they all put 100% in. Mm. Well, yeah, effort was fine. Yeah. We'll talk more about the uh, North London derby in a sec. We're going to have a quick break first. <laughs> And we're back from that quick break, Alan. Um, the, in terms of the, so you're are you looking at the the bigger picture. You're you're still firmly of the opinion that, from what you're saying just now, I get the feeling that you think this season isn't going to go any differently to the last five, six, seven, eight seasons. Not at all. <laughs> Absolutely not at all. I'm hundred percent convinced. I've looked at figures. I've looked at expected goals. I've looked at all the stats that we use to, you know, in my industry for pricing things up. And one of the biggest things that I've uncovered. And it was actually today, ahead of coming on here, I thought I'll come on with a killer stat. Oh, here we go. Oh, here okay. we go. I'm getting ready. I'm, ru- I'm rubbing my hands. Okay, if you can imagine Arsenal um, in games since 2012, since August 2012, where they've been four to six with the bookmakers or a bigger price than four to six. So they've, had, they've been either odds on favourites at four to six or bigger than that. So that could be anywhere up to three to one. But in individual games? In individual in games right. in the Premier League. Right. It's happened on 52 occasions where we've been 4-6 to six or bigger than 4-6, to six, all the way up to 2-1, to 3-1 to one for you know away games at mm. Chelsea and things like that. Of those games, we've only won 9 out of 52. <laughs> That's good. Okay? That's the equivalent of Arsene Wenger being in front of you and you asking him to toss a coin and get heads at least 15 times. And he's got 50 goes to do it and him not achieving it. <laughs> but how, what, okay. how would that compare? You, is there any comparison with any other, like, any other team? Any well, other? okay, well, Manchester City, everyone will now be shouting at this podcast, saying, yeah, but they've spent loads of money. So let's, let, let's just take Liverpool, yeah. for instance. Yeah, right. Now, Liverpool have won 15 of those games. And if you think in the last five years, they've been fluctuating between being um, a reasonably good team that mm. are challenging for the title and then a team in transition. But those big games, and these are the important games, a lot of people said that we improved last season, but on all key metrics, apart from finishing position, we didn't actually mm. improve. Mm. The second place is, is the thing, is, yeah. is the total red herring yeah. in all of that. If you looked at our, how, our away performances against top half teams, we'd have actually been near the relegation zone if that's all that was taken into account in the table. There were lots of teams in mid-table that performed better away to our fellow top 10 teams than we did with our seven points. We conceded 22 goals in those games. I mean, even some of the relegation teams didn't actually concede as many goals away to the top 10 teams in their division. So... They do play with 10 men behind the ball in those games, to be fair. Though, <laughs> they certainly do. Arsenal, we have to attack. Well, Arsenal under Wenger will never do that. We have to attack. So I, I guess it does expose the defence, but... Even then, you'd think that from that attacking play, we'd win far more of those games than we actually do, and and, and we don't. So, um, I think at the moment we're about eighth on all all the metrics this season. 
and that's that's overall. Even teams like Everton and Southampton above us on the expected goals and the, the, the amount of chances you concede. But again, you know, I'll concede that that probably is something to do with the way that we play. And usually we will get away with that to at least outperform three or four of those teams. But we're not going to outperform every single one of those teams. It just, there's nothing there that says we will. And do bear in mind that <laughs> there yeah. are 27, on. There are 27 games left this season, yeah. including our seven most difficult games. So, because really? we haven't, yeah, okay. So what you're saying is that when it comes to playing the Bigger teams, the, the better teams, we're, we haven't improved or we're no. not improving. So, so all the optimism over the last few weeks, and I hate to burst a bubble like this, but someone has to, you know. Are you a fan, Alan? <laughs> well, the, 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 the thing is, I am a fan. I just can't stand people don't that you think, are overly yeah. optimistic when everything that's okay. pointing I'm in not that way. Opti- yeah, I'm, uh, not, I'm not overly optimistic, but do you think that at least we're at least playing better football than we were last season, aren't we, generally? I mean, we have, haven't we? Doesn't it feel that way? That an elite, and have we got certain, like, did the squad feel stronger than last season? We've got, literally, he's bought, he has bought a couple of... I do feel a lot more comfortable with Mustafi playing alongside right. Right, so Mustafi, yeah, I'd agree with that. Those players uh, and improvement. Yeah. But I also, it's actually forgetting last season. Just just going back to the previous season, I thought what was I thought was interesting was it was the Man City game and the Liverpool game that changed it, and then Man United away in the in the FA Cup where we did get results in the big games. Uh, and it's when he seemed to listen to the players and he played more defensively, he went to the 4-1-4-1 and it, we thought, oh, we finally got a formula. We're not going to play open football against the big sides. We, you know, we went to Liverpool and we got the draw, we should have won it. We went, we went to Man City and won 2 near. We went to Old Trafford, played 4-1-4-1 with Welbeck up front. We won that game and we could have won it by more. I think, crikey, he's actually, he's, gonna t- he's not going to ch- play the same 4-2-3-1 in every single mm. game. And then last year, he seemed to revert to type. But I do think this year, he has the players more to play those different formations in the bigger games that matter it remains to see starting at Old Trafford whether that's the case or whether he just plays the same team and the same structure I just think we we maybe get a bit too bogged down in formations and personnel and, and really it's to do with an attitude when we go on the pitch and I think that's why these stats run through five whole seasons where the turnover of players would, would amount to maybe 60 well, maybe 55, 60 players playing for him under under those 52 games that I've outlined. And again, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to be negative. No, I'm just no, trying to say yeah, no, that the over-optimism yeah. I mean, of a month ago yeah. is to do with easy fixtures and yes. not oh. a change. Well, I, I mean, I agree with you totally. And I, I look at all PSG and Chelsea weren't necessarily easy fixtures, Alan, to be fair. You're just looking at the Premier League. Well, I'm looking at the Premier League, but I mean, if you want to bring those in, I mean... Uh, we now know we played Chelsea at the right time and if we played them at the weekend, they'd certainly be favourites over us and probably beat us. Well, we didn't choose when we played them. You know, we played oh, them. I totally we agree. I league. totally <laughs> agree. But that then becomes an outlier that we played Chelsea at the, at the right time rather yeah. than that being a complete change in, in the way we're performing. I think that is just a very, an yeah. honest take on it with... with yeah. With facts, but we could e- <laughs> but we could easily have beaten Spurs on Sunday. I mean, that you know, we were, we, we could have we, done. We could have, have easily beaten. We could have easily beaten the fifty-two teams that got outlined <laughs> but here. We didn't, yeah. But we didn't. No, you're right. I'm kind of playing devil's advocate more than anything. So I guess, I guess, really, the big te- that this May United game coming up is the huge test, isn't it? Why that's like if and and there's no way you're going to predict anything but a defeat. I'm guessing. 
Because well, you, you might, because if we win that game, then that's I at least some kind of... I think, we'll start well, with chance. <laughs> I, think, I think the last time I was on here, uh, someone said to me, uh, will we win the league? And I, I just said, we can win the league. It's not completely impossible, yeah. but I don't think we will. And oh, I no, think that that's con- my yeah. attitude. Of over. course. And it would be, it would yeah, be far but, stronger than the people saying, yeah, we can do this, we can do but this. But I always say, no, you're right, but of course we can, etc. But I always say, I, I don't expect us... I, 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 as long as we're com- competing, and what you're saying is, I, I, at least I, maybe I got more, even more optimistic than I got more optimistic than I usually am. So then I did think I do think this season we've got a chance of staying up there, there or thereabouts, for most of the season and being a threat up until probably the last couple of weeks, maybe. Whereas what you're seem to be saying is no, there's no particular reason for even thinking that, and that we probably realistically won't be competing when it comes to it. I don't even think there'll be a point in this season. I mean, another thing to bear in mind, and I go back to odds again. You do bear in mind that in the last 10 years, at any one point during five of the seasons, we've been odds on to win. So the bookmakers have got to a point where they've said, Arsenal have more than 50% chance of winning the league this season. Mm. And every single one of those times, we haven't won it. Mm. I don't even think we'll get to that point this season. Oh, okay. But there so are, where we there actually are, become favourites. We're are, odds on favourites. There are components and factors that come in. It's not just the case of Arsenal bottle it every time like, okay so, but if so, you like, stop that there the yeah. actual mathematical chance of us winning the league is yeah. greater than me tossing a coin and saying okay. heads or tails and that's because the bookmakers have worked it out with all the formulas and everything else so at that but as, particular as, point when you stop it so the goal goes in against Leicester at home last year we come off the pitch we go 4-7 to seven for the league yeah. there's a far greater than 50% chance that we win it sure in, so if that season gets played out 100 times again, yeah. we should win it more than 50 times. Sure. We didn't win it the one time it was actually played out in reality. And that's happened five times now but, in the last 10 years. But this is what I'm talking about. It's, it, as, much as, as much as trends and stats are incredibly important to what I read up on, I read up on them a lot. You know, you say it's not about formations and personnel. I think it is. I think it's about finding the right players to fit your system. I think it's about building. How many goes do you want? <laughs> well, no, no. It's 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 not it's not about how many goes. I mean, I think you know we have been very unlucky with injuries in the past few years, and when we have had a fit squad, we we know when it's boiled down to it. There's games we could have won that we haven't, and sometimes we haven't turned up. But also, I think now, like Dave said, you've got Mustafi in there who seems to have an understanding with Koscielny. You've got Xhaka, who can not only distribute, but dispossess people as well. You've got Awobi, who I know missed that chance at the weekend. But the, Awobi seems to the, be sinking the, into the, well, the kid, Theo... I mean, I'm, you know, obviously I'm Theo's biggest fan, but into that Theo Ox, like, kind of disappointing... No, I, I, no, I, I disagree. I, I, have, I haven't no, disagreed. Yeah, I want to excuse him, that boy. He's, he's, he's a, he's I a, think a, you can give him that one He's game. a 19-year-old kid. And what, Awobi, oh, I know. And, and, but for, for all... For all that, Awobi is amazing at what Clemen Nasri could do is hold the ball on the left-hand side. And that, and if you look against Chelsea, him holding the ball on that side opened up the whole right side of the pitch to get it, one of our goals. And that's not trends or statistics. That's finding the right balance of team and it's finding the attitude. Well, I guess the attitude, like you mentioned. But I think their attitude is there a lot of the time. And I think that the games where you're 4-6, four 4-6 to six, four to six isn't 1-8. to eight, And it's not 1-5. 4-6 <laughs> to, to six is you're likely to win, but... They're, they are bearing the other opponent in mind. But 52 times at four to six or greater, okay? Yeah. I understand if, if there's a one-off game tomorrow sure. and we're four to six to win it, there's yeah. still a huge percentage chance that we don't. But, but, but if the game yeah, gets exactly. played 100 times, we should win it about 40 odd but times. But the game gets played once. It gets played once. A subjective occasion in those 52 where every player is not played on paper. Yeah. In <laughs> those 52. In a different mindset to what on, they were the previous. In those 52 <laughs> times it's been played once, we've only won nine times when... 
Even if you just factor the odds in, we should win about, no, well, what, at least double that. What odds are we at the moment to win the title? What's 13 the, to 2, so it's 6.5 to 1. And uh, I would... favourite, are we? We are full favourites, yeah. Um, Behind... Well, City, City, Liverpool, City, City have uh, actually drifted. They were odds on. Again, a massive overreaction to easy games. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I'm not saying about, I'm not just saying about Arsenal. <clears throat> you know, there are overreactions. And, they did and last City's, year on Man City as well. Yeah, do you think everyone's over over their wins were against the bottom eight in the division? Do you think everyone's like over Three of Chelsea's last, I think, as well. Yeah. So, so do you think again, everyone's overreacting? People overreaction. overreact to everything, every game. I mean, I've always mm. said this. People have very short memories, don't they? Absolutely. But um, do you think everyone's overreacting to Liverpool as well? Definitely. Do you? But what I would say about Liverpool is the fact that they are coming top of all these charts about goals yeah. expectancy and creating yeah. chances and things sure. like that. So I would say that although it's probably a bit overblown that they've now shortened to near City's price for the title, which is really? three to one, um, City nine to four, and then Chelsea in between the two of them at eleven to four. So there's much of a muchness there until it goes out to us at double the price. Um, they have shortened nearer to City, but I would say that maybe Chelsea and City have got a bit more. So they're not the value bet within there because it's all of that uh, statistical analysis has been factored in that they are creating a phenomenal amount of chances. It's, it's, and it's scoring actually, them, well, yeah, that's that's the. Weird I look thing. at Mane, and I, th- I don't, I don't, you know, I just think people always go on about, oh, who would you have bought? There's no, there's never any strikers I, I, available. I did say that last year, and I was slaughtered on Twitter for <laughs> suggesting we should sign him. I. I I've played devil's advocate. Are Theo's stats not quite similar to Mane's this season? If you're talking about similar, I mean, data, I won't argue with you when it comes scored. to Theo. I know we... some of you in the room are Theo's <laughs> biggest fan, but you know, no, 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 no. Theo's, Theo's <laughs> biggest fan. I know you're Theo's yeah. dad. But you know, we've got Alexis. I think most Arsenal fans have always been Theo fans. They just got frustrated with the things he doesn't do rather than things he does do, and the things he doesn't do. He started doing this season, so I'm I'm his biggest fan right now. I, I, sit one, the, I sit four rows from the pitch, and he never works back. He runs alongside a defender, looking like he's pretending to tackle, like like he's just peed, like school with oh, a PE teacher he doesn't want to be on the pitch he, but he's running along pretending this year he's not doing that right he's doing oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He did more of that he's admitted that Spurs. himself Will so you know yeah. he said that himself seven yeah. goals gets him Arsenal if, if only if only he can, if only he can yeah. nudge Mesut to just get that into he's one small percentage of you know, the, the just, one small percentage yeah. of criticism you can have about uh, Ozil is that he, yeah, he people wandered past him at the weekend they when did. I'd have just liked him to put in a tackle. He has been. That's I not a criticism. Yeah, that, yeah, I know he's brilliant. I know we all love him. Yeah. I mean, their goal, could, their goal came from he he could have tackled or fouled even. He could have you know yeah. you know lo- gently gently fouled that pl- the, the, the the player that Dem- Dembele. Dembele. Thank you. Yeah. I forgot his name. But by the way, someone called him Dembele last night on Five Live. Yeah, Sunday. Oh, he's great. Yeah, yeah he's he was the difference between the two sides. Yeah, to be fair. yeah, he is great. I should say by the way, we had a competition last week to win Alex a copy of Alex Finn's book, and the question was, who is my favourite Arsenal player? And funny enough, the, f- and it, the first person to tweet the correct answer, which is Liam Brady, was Chaz Nuki Burden, who is who is your friend, our friend, all our friends. So Chaz, if you want that book, you can have it, Alex Finn's book. But, but did you break all the if it's someone who's been on the podcast, is that unfair? Should I give it to someone? Nah, for the list, by the people, for the people. Yeah, so all right, I'll find someone else. Chaz, yeah, okay. Copy. So probably Chaz, you're not going to get the book. I'll, to, I'll, I'll find the next person <laughs> and I will DM them and get and, and get you to send the book. Should we give away a copy of your book? Yeah, absolutely. Today? Let's talk let's about your do book. That. I mean, there's probably lots more to say about the about the, the Alan Alga theory of Arsenal being <laughs> having no chance whatsoever. We'll know, but, we'll know more uh, by Christmas. That is key, isn't it? Yeah, we'll come to the exciting predictions for the Man United game. Second, but so you, this book, what a lineup of? I'm not just saying this because I wrote the foreword, but it is an impressive lineup of comedians you've got in it. Ian Stone and Alan Davis. I don't know who the fuck they are. 
I hear, I hear there's some other podcast. That, I've that, just been in a film with that. Oh, Davis. typical. Yeah. Oh, you know, he's, lovely. he's great. Yeah, yeah. I love him. He's brilliant. He's really funny. He's, uh, um, he's a great guy. Yeah. A new great acting guy. career from it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 What's, what's that film? Do you want, are you going to explain what that film is? Well, Dave's book first. Okay. I've got nothing to plug. Alan Davis, Milton Jones, brilliant. Chris Martin, Clive Anderson, legend. Marks and Grand, the comedy writers. Yeah. And one of whom tweets me quite a lot, actually. Gary Marshall, Ramesh Ranganathan, literally one of the hottest comedians at the moment, Carl Donnelly, Tom Rosenthal, often of this parish, Jim Campbell, Hugh Dennis, Matt Lucas, Paul Kay, Dara O'Brien and Alex Brooke, also often of this parish. How did it, first of all, how did it come about? How did you get the hold of all of these people? It started, started with Alex. Um, oh, okay. Alex and I sit next to each other at the stadium. Alex was asked about this time. I'm not, I, I'm not sure how much I'm allowed to say about this, but you know, he. Oh, I'm going to say. Well, you started now. Yeah, yeah. Alex was asked, Alex was approached about writing an autobiography, ah. um, which you know, for a normal 32 year old, perhaps not that interesting. But with his life, you know, phenomenally yeah. interesting. Been yeah. through a lot, um, and he uh, gave a synopsis to the publisher, half of which the stories of which related to Arsenal. And the publisher pointed this out to him and said, well, look, 50% of your audience might get switched off by the fact that most of your book seems to be about Arsenal. And Alex said, well, I relate everything in my life to Arsenal. You know, parents' divorce, first first English homework was a school report on an Arsenal game, a match report on an Arsenal game. So he decided not to go ahead with it. And when we were chatting, I thought, well, if you've got all these funny stories about Arsenal and you're my mate, and Ian Stone and Alan Davis in the next block from us, maybe if I can approach them as well. So it started there. It started with yeah. Alex. And Alex obviously knows a lot of these people. Ian, however, was amazing. Ian, I did the interview with Ian, and in the interview, he enjoyed it so much, he texted Milton, Hugh, Ramesh, oh, while we were doing the interview, and said, you've got to do this book. But the, I think the cunning plan was to get comic relief involved, because when I was yeah. approaching people that I didn't know through friends and through agents, the fact that I could say it was a comic relief-endorsed product, to, for someone to turn that down is going to be a bit churlish. So that was my cunning plan, and it worked. Is there um, any, like... There's two like... that didn't do it, by Oh, yeah, go on. Should no, we name it? Name names, yeah. yeah. Jack Whitehall and Rob Beckett. Jack White was busy. Oh, sorry, Bradley Walsh. I didn't really care about that one. Oh, yeah, but, uh, no, Rob, yeah. Rob, Rob's wife just had a baby, and Jack White was the busiest man in showbiz. He is the busiest man in showbiz, yeah. That's, I, I really But, you know, as you say, got most of them. Got yeah, most of them. That, it's pretty impressive. Is there any, because I, I mentioned this in the, in the forward, that it is astonishing how many, I mean, famous people, let alone yeah. comedians, were asked, do you have any, did you come up with any kind of theory as to why? Uh, well, no one. No. no. Because uh, I think Dara came up with quite a good one is you'd normally. You will have chosen your football team between the ages of six and nine. Right. You're not going to know you're going to be a comedian until right. you're probably 16 to 18. So yeah. there, there certainly isn't any logical reason. Although, at least four or five of those come from North London. So there is, Yeah, they're there part of the London metropolitan media yeah. elite like me. Yeah, yeah that's oh, true. Course, yeah. 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 And what film are you in, Alan? <laughs> it's called uh, The Bromley Boys. It's uh, based on a book about a non-league team, the worst non-league team in England, uh, the 1969-70 Bromley season. And uh, I got asked to consult on the script about five years ago when it was uh, commissioned from the book. And it didn't look as if it was ever going to be a film. And suddenly this year, everything took off. It got funding. It got a cast of which Alan Davis plays the dad of the uh, main character and also plays the main character as the narration through the film. So Who do you play? And do you need extras? It's already been done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who, and you finished are... filming today. I got asked to play a reporter called Tony Flood. Brilliant. Um, yeah. and like a kind of hack. Was he a stato? Exactly that. Exactly yeah. that. Stato from was he a stato reporter? I don't, get to, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get to give any stats. I don't. It's actually a romantic comedy. I have no romance or comedy in any of the scenes I'm in. 
Oh, okay. That's a disappointment. But thoroughly enjoyable and uh, good to know. Because Alan Davis is in it. Please, please. Yeah, in the sequel, you'd love to interview Alan. (laughs) Alan Alder rather than Alan Davis. Let me ask of all of these great people who I mean, you you mentioned Ian, so Ian was a key figure. And obviously, Sinek Salik, so you mentioned him. But apart from the others, who was the best or most interesting, most surprising? Maybe. Well, I think actually I, I enjoyed interviewing some of the people that I didn't actually hadn't actually known right. of, their work, of their work. Chris Martin was great fun to interview. Jim Campbell the same. Personally, I probably enjoyed Paul Kane more than anyone else. Yeah. Because he's my generation. He's one of my comedy heroes. Dennis Pettis was very much, yeah, and and also yeah. he was just probably the most open and the most rude with the most ridiculous stories. Yeah, he's Inclu- including Including the one where, where he was with Matt Lucas in the old Highbury and was given basically free, free, free reign. Have you read this chapter? You've read yes, it. I have. So yes. he was, he was yeah, offered free reign to do some filming as a Dennis Pennis revival. Yeah. And he actually was left on his own with the FA Cup in the changing rooms and they both got naked, filmed each other and he rubbed his... What did he call it? A cock smudge on the FA Cup. And the next time he saw it, Roy Keane was kissing it at Wembley. So that's, uh, that was probably one of my favourites. <laughs> that is brilliant. Yeah, that is brilliant. Because yeah. Paul, Paul Kay and Matt Lucas are really good friends. Yeah, very in real good life, friends. properly, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, that's true. It is, a real, it is really good. It was Matt that got me Paul. I, I, right. I, I yes. tried to approach Paul through an agent, didn't hear anything. Matt said, he will do it, Dave. I will get him for you. And he did. I was at home on a Sunday afternoon just having a roast. And I got a fo- you know, mobile, don't recognise his number. Oh, is that Dave Seeger? Yeah, he's like, oh, hi, Dave, it's Paul Kay. <laughs> it's like, oh, brilliant. Fantastic. Yeah, brilliant. And Matt is, just, Matt is brilliant. Matt is a proper, he is, you know, he is Arsenal through and through. Yeah. His knowledge of Arsenal is incredible. Yeah. He came on one of the earliest podcasts we ever did, actually. I did, he's, in, he's predominantly living in Hollywood now. Yeah. Although he's, he's in Wales half filming, half, he's he? Wales Both moment, Doctor filming Doctor Who. Who yeah. But I did him by uh, Skype. And it oh. went on for about an hour and 50 minutes. And he just, every time I thought he was going to wrap up, he just came up with something else to talk about. He just, well, that's the thing, though, Boyd. I mean, uh, yeah. it's, it, it, they're famous people, and I'm not. But when we're just sitting there, it's just two people talking about Arsenal. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Everything else is just it, is irrelevant, really. It's just because they normally would be interviewed about their sitcom or their stand up show, but for, it's just fun for them to yeah. sit and chat about yeah. Arsenal, isn't it? Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a question to give away a copy of this book. Can do you think? Do you, need a, do you need a tricky Arsenal quiz question? Well, it's not. It can't be anything factual, can it? Because anyone can look up. We had this mistake last. Alex Finn suggested something that anyone can look up on. You know, Wikipedia. Okay. It's got to be like a personal thing. Like so, last week's was what? Who's my favourite Arsenal player? Liam Brady. Which I'm going to give that. I, to I, someone. I say. Well, what Go about on. what about um, what other famous London club supporting comedian went to school with Ian Stone? People won't be able to just look that up. Maybe not easily. Uh, not easily. Not okay. another name looking so up. say that again. <laughs> and there is another very famous, yeah. um, massive football supporting comedian that sports another London club who okay. went to school with Ian Stone. That's that. oh, okay, that's a good question. Yeah. Okay, so if anyone yeah. knows answer that question, you'll get a copy of the book, which is um, which is called Sporting Arts is a Funny Old Game by Dave Sigger. Who's published? Who's published? Oh, Legends Publishing. Legends Publishing. .net and two pounds for every copy goes to comment relief running out of time so we're going to have to look Alan's mm. deep Alan's nose deep in this book I'm he's loving it already loving it. I'm going to buy it um, <laughs> the only one it's <laughs> <laughs> a great Christmas present for all goodness <laughs> there you go yeah um, so we have to go with the May United predictions yeah Will I get sick thinking about this game it's not a good it's not a good stop just started to come good just, well, when, ish. just when you thought the pantomime ended with Man United with Van Persie being there Mourinho's arrived um, uh, and it's it's going to be a really tense affair uh, I think it's going to be KG. I'm going to go for a draw a what score you can't just say that well you know you have to give a specific oh, score you know the rules I'm thinking okay <laughs> one, what, it's going to be 1-1 one, 1-1 one. One, one. One, one, okay yeah. uh, Dave 
just to be ever the optimist, although I probably agree with everything Will said, I, I'm, we're going to sneak it 2-1. Ooh, bold. And that the confidence will lead to a, a, an emphatic win over PSG four days later. Wow. That'd be our job. Brilliant. And uh, Alan's, oh, I can see that band's brain whirring away, um, uh, uh, sweating. It's uh, cold sweat uh, over there. So in stato, <laughs> yeah. the calculators. At I work. hope Dave's right. I think the only stat you need to know is that Arsene Wenger has never, ever beaten Jose Mourinho in a competitive oh, yeah. game. Oh, God, that's still a stat, isn't oh, it? We're not, we're, not, we're not including the Community Shield as a competitive no, no, game. No, we're definitely oh, not. People don't include the Community Shield in anything. We're definitely not. It's fundamentally wrong. Not. It's not He's a not trophy. It. It's not even barely even a game. I'm not. 2-2. Um, two, two. Two, Desmond. Two. Yeah, it's gone for a Desmond. I, I think do you know what I think. I'm going to go for a defeat. I think we're going to lose. Oh, I think boy. We're going to, yeah, I'm sorry. I've just got. I can't. I just got this horrible, terrible feeling that it's all going to go horribly wrong. I'll do a prediction on behalf of Josh. That yeah, so I'm saying three nil. I think it's going to be, I think we're going to lose two one. And Josh, yeah, Josh is able to say he will have said we're going to win three 0 yeah. Definitely, you're right. Oh, I found now the winner of last week's competition for the Axe Finn book is going to be James, who is on Twitter as Nornire and Guna. Because uh, he was the second person to say that my favourite player was Liam Brady after Chelsea Nicky Burton, who we've ruled out. Sorry, Northern Chelsea. Ireland Guna. Or yeah. Nor- 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 Iron Guna, as in the pronunciation. Northern Iron, N O R N, Iron Guna, who's someone called James. Uh, James Tate. There you are, James. So if you're listening, um, I will try to uh, send you a message. But if you DM me your address, and we will try and get you a copy of Alex Finn's book about Arsenal. What's Dave? What are you much about? Just, have we got time to. Speculate about the Alexis news that came out. Oh yeah, so yeah, that was today. Yeah. So Alexis isn't playing in the international, but they're hoping they're fit for the next one. Right. So <laughs> you're what? What you're feeling is that's a dodgy, like you know, because he, he is Mister. Like if I'm slightly fit, I'm going to play every single game. Yeah. Like a maniac. What, what's your feeling about? Well, no, I was just, I, I was just, I was working backwards from Man United, thinking, my God, please oh, yeah. don't play for yeah. Chile and be fit for us. But as you just said, he will play if he's yeah. vaguely mobile. He will play, yeah. won't he? Yeah. So you're saying we should be worried or shouldn't be worried? I think we should be worried. Okay. Yeah, but hopefully it. Twitter's just going to overdrive too early. Yeah. It'll run it off. One, one, all, and it's, one not, it's, not a, it's, not a, it's not a tear, it's a slight bruising. It's a something. muscle It's a muscle it's calf thing. muscle. Calf yeah. muscle what, one, sprain or something. One paper had a headline that he was crying because it, the pain was so much. Oh. Have I completely dreamt that? But I'm sure I read that scrolling through Twitter. I think, earlier, he, was, I think so. he was still the, oh the pass from Ramsey he didn't get. The we, never, <laughs> uh, we never talked about his tax. You know, he's supposed to be being investigated for tax issues isn't he like um in in spain back in spain that, that story that, broke i think broke between podcasts. yeah no it's I mean, part yeah. of that whole barcelona really? thing and yeah, that's worrying me more that that's a, that's a long-term thing to worry about i didn't know that i don't yeah. think any of them will get prison sentences uh, I no i don't think it'll be fine let's not worry apart too from much. having that on his mind let's not worry too much about alexis let's worry all about alan alga's stats because uh <laughs> it's completely ruined everything <laughs> all of our optimism no thanks to alan the one and only alan alga thanks to dave Seeger. Uh, get his book now. Thanks to Little Will. The AFCs, I'm going to carry on calling That's you no right. matter what you want. The brand lives on. The brand lives on. The, leg, the legacy <laughs> and, of the dynasty. Uh, no uh, podcast next week because the international games will be back probably like the Monday after. Yeah, I think the day after that. Um, is that Man United game on Sunday? Saturday, yeah. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday early. Saturday. Saturday. Oh, early, early right. Okay, thank you. Can't wait. They'll be back on the Monday after. Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you. This is a playback media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. 
Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.